Hey, y'all. So this week's episode, just so you know, most of it was actually taped before the pandemic. So when you hear us out in the world, not social distancing, do not be alarmed. That all happened a long time ago. And we're mixing this up just a little bit. To help tell this week's story, I've got one of our producers here, Peter Balanon-Rosen. Hey, Rima. Hey, Peter. So a while back, Peter came to me with an email from a listener. Right. It was from this guy named Leonard Hyman, who wrote in saying he had this problem. So we decided to call up Leonard to talk about it. Checking my finances absolutely makes me nauseous. I don't like kind of revisiting how much I've spent on things. Leonard told us he has a really hard time looking at how he spends his money. My stomach just kind of feels a little bit queasy and... I tend to stiffen up. And then there's also just this element of just judgment of like, Mm. (laughs) you know, why did you spend that money? Leonard judges himself a lot. He second guesses emails he sends to his boss. He'll obsess over a dumb joke he made at dinner and he'll journal about those times and then later judge those journal entries. So when it comes to his spending, he's learned the best way to avoid that self-judgment is to just not acknowledge it. And he's lucky he makes enough money that he doesn't really have to worry. He's set up auto pay for all of his bills, does most of his household shopping on Amazon. In the early days, he overdrafted a few times, but it wasn't enough to make him change. It's not that Leonard's disorganized. In fact, he's the opposite. Like, the guy keeps a spreadsheet with all his professional contacts, and the last time they talked. I love spreadsheets. I love lists. Clearly, this is something that I, I, I enjoy, but like somehow <laughs> on the personal financial side, it just makes me feel icky. Leonard even set up Mint, that budget tracker app, to keep tabs on his spending. But he just hasn't been able to get himself to look at it. I, I'm scared to see like that I've um, overspent on stuff. Like, did I need it? Did I really? Mm. I'm definitely not confident that I've always made the right spending choices. And so what do you do for a living? Um, I am a uh, auditor for local government. <laughs> so you're... <laughs> Wait, are you really an auditor? Like a financial auditor? I, I, I am really an auditor, yes. That is really my job. <laughs> so would you say you're the auditor who can't audit himself. (laughs) I'm Rima Khreis, and welcome to This is Uncomfortable, a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it. In this episode, we wanted to do something a little fun and different, and we thought instead of doing a story about Leonard's problem, why not try to get Leonard the auditor to audit himself? Or at least teach him some tricks to deal with the anxiety. Because really, his problem isn't so much about money as it is the feelings we attach to it. When I when I reached out to the show, yeah. I really just wanted to hear a show about this topic. <laughs> I really didn't think this would be me. Personally, I have to admit, I relate to Leonard. Like, last year, on two separate occasions, I dropped my credit cards down an elevator shaft, and I hate dealing with money stuff so much that I waited weeks before ordering new ones. So to help Leonard, and I guess maybe Rima, we decided to put together this experiment, an obstacle course of Leonard's neuroses, if you will, to see if we could get him to look at his spending and stop being so hard on himself. 
But to figure out what to put in our experiment, we needed help. My name is Monica Tew. I am a PhD student at Columbia University studying social and emotional functioning in the human brain. Monica basically studies the brain and why some events can be so emotional, like when Leonard looks at his finances. Plus, she's kind of an expert herself when it comes to anxiety-inducing situations. I've also been on Jeopardy three times. Three times? Three times. I literally can't imagine anything more terrifying. You say one wrong thing and you become a viral sensation. Anyways, I told Monica all about Leonard. He's an auditor. Oh, my God. (laughs) So other people's money, totally fine. But his money? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. She said there were three things we could try to help him look at his spending and get over the nausea. First off, when those anxious thoughts start snowballing, she says that can be debilitating. So he needs to find a way to divert his attention, to focus on something else. Distract himself with something else just at the right moment. Maybe to then, like, break that Hmm. circuit and hopefully stop the anxiety from really getting its claws into him. For example, when she was on Jeopardy, to calm her anxiety, she focused on Alex Trebek's incredibly soothing voice. She says Leonard could glance at his recent purchases while other things are going on, like when he's in an Uber, so he can shift his focus if he needs to. Another approach? Just face the anxiety head on. Do the thing over and over till it feels better. In exposure therapy, you're exposed to the thing that gives you anxiety, but without mm. the without the actual negative outcome that comes with it. And finally, the third option. She says he could pair what he's anxious about with something that feels good. You know, maybe every time Leonard checks his bank account, we get his fiance to hold his hand. Then you have this other cue that every time I check my bank account, I'm with this person, I'm in this context that tells me that I'm going to be safe. It's not only that checking my bank account is not dangerous, it's that I have this other safety signal. Mm. You're reframing your experiences. Absolutely. So you're like taking those negative experiences and you're trying to associate more positive thoughts and cues with it. Absolutely. Our brains are so weird (laughs) that we like have to think of these like workarounds. (laughs) Okay, so Monica gave us three things we can actually try to help Leonard solve his problem. Distract him when he gets anxious. Do exposure therapy. And lastly, introduce something positive when he feels anxious. A sort of safety cue to make him feel secure. Honestly, I'm all for exposure therapy. Face what you're scared of till it feels better. So for Leonard, I developed a plan. Force him to face his purchases by talking about them with complete strangers. All right, let's see how that goes. Okay, so experiment number one, exposure therapy. Make Leonard explain his purchases to the masses. Conveniently, Leonard was actually in New York City, where I live, this winter, before everything was shut down. So I met up with him in one of the busiest spots I could think of. Hey, you Leonard? Grand Central Station. Hey, how's it going, Peter? As we mentioned before, Leonard has an app that tracks his spending. So he was able to email me a list of all of his purchases from last year, which he had not looked at. I printed out the purchases on slips of paper and put them in a big orange envelope. And I told Leonard he's going to reach into the envelope, grab a slip, and then ask strangers what they thought about his purchase. Sounds absolutely mortifying, but (laughs) sure. So with that resounding endorsement, we got started and stopped a woman in a purple coat. What is this? Making a podcast. Tight! 
We explain what we're doing. Leonard grabs a slip of paper from the envelope. It says pillow protectors and seaweed. My, my fiancé and I bought uh, pillow protectors for our pillows, and we also, just in that same order, bought uh, <laughs> seaweed that we were going to cook with, also on Amazon. You should feel great. You had a meal with some seaweed, nice and healthy. Those are wise investments. He tells strangers he made 23 purchases at the cafe next to his work about the toilet paper he bought with his fiance, and the $175 he spent on tickets to see a Broadway show. I'm in New York, so... A memory forever. I, I don't feel bad about this purchase at all. I'm very excited about going to see this play. That's good. The more encouragement he gets, the more I notice Leonard embracing my brilliant plan. And here at Grand Central, there are plenty of sightseeing tourists to bother. Well, do you, do you have any advice about how to be more confident in my spending choices? If you're happy in the, in the time that you use it, uh-huh. that is good. Be like, it's all fine and you'll be fine. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I just think once you've got it, you've got it. There's no point in looking back. Basically, the past is the past. After he talks to about a dozen people, he leans over and, to my surprise, tells me, Looking at the individual transactions, I haven't felt um, as bad about them. Oh, you know, really? Like, buying coffee 23 times, eh, it's fine. Toilet paper is essential. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know, somehow about mint, just like looking at them in aggregate. Oh, interesting. Kind of, kind of makes it bigger and over, more overwhelming. So, experiment number one, exposure therapy. Did it work? A couple days later, I called Leonard to find out. Hey. Hey, can you hear me all right? Yeah. He told me he had some news. Turns out, after our trip to Grand Central, when Leonard had a few minutes to kill in the hotel room, he pulled out his phone and scrolled through some recent purchases. Then looking over it, I, I was thinking about what uh, some of those people that we talked to had said. Really? About how the past is the past and there's nothing you can do to change it. So I was like, all right, I guess our little exposure therapy experiment actually worked. But then he said this. I'm not really going into depth about like looking how it compares to my budget or looking at, you know, transactions over a long time period. Okay, so maybe not a raging success. So to really help him cope with his money anxiety, we need to ratchet things up a bit. All right, so it is my turn to give it a shot. That's after the break. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway, maybe somewhere tropical. Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. 
You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. So Monica, our resident Jeopardy winner and brain expert, suggested three things to help Leonard so he doesn't get anxious looking at his expenses. Peter tried exposure therapy, or at least his own version of it. But we still have two approaches left. When he's feeling anxious, distract him or do something to make him feel safe. Hi, Leonard. Hi. Hey. Welcome to Los Angeles. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) So I'm Jason. I'm Leonard's fiance. Earlier this year, again, before the pandemic, Leonard and his fiance Jason came down to Los Angeles, where I live, to check out wedding venues. It was super convenient for the next phase of our experiment. I tell Leonard my plan. So I have enrolled you in an eight-week therapy program. Oh, God. Um, No, no. Just kidding. There's no way I can convince my boss to expense that. Instead, we head over to Echo Park Lake. It is this spot in Los Angeles that feels straight out of a postcard. There are these tall palm trees and a huge lake with ducks and happy couples paddling on swan boats. It's beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. Experiment two begins. Okay, so um, we can stand over here. We post up at a table by the lake and I propose a game. A game of Jeopardy with you all. Oh, yes. But yes. I love it. It's actually more of like trivia because Jeopardy is really hard. In honor of Leonard and Jason's upcoming nuptials, I made the game wedding themed. We start simple. Like, what's the average cost of a wedding in the US? $30,000. $35,000? Ooh, it's $34. Oh. Next up, what percentage of guests go into debt over a bachelor or bachelorette party? 50%? It's a third. Oh, wow. And once they're comfortable, it is time to strike. How often will Leonard deeply look through his finances before the wedding? (laughs) Every other weekend. I, I really love Jason's optimism. The correct, before the wedding, the correct answer is two times. And then I put on the Jeopardy theme song for the final question. In 2019, how many times did Leonard buy things from Amazon? (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. 170 times. Okay, 170 times. I'm going to guess 80. 80 times. 80. So the problem is I don't know either. So. So. We're going to find out. Okay. (laughs) Um, I have my laptop. And um, we're going to make a pivot table. Wow. All right. How exciting. (laughs) For the non-auditors out there, a pivot table is just a fancy Excel spreadsheet. It'll basically let Leonard take all of his purchases from the last year and neatly organize them so he can see, for example, just how much money he spent at Amazon. I know this will be tough for him, so per Monica's suggestion, I'm going to use two techniques at once. First, pairing his anxiety with something that feels good to basically reframe the negative experience into a positive one. I want Jason to be next to you as you're doing the pivot table. Like, he's, he's the safety signal. <laughs> but we also want to take another step. So we're going to put you all on those things behind you. <laughs> I knew it. The swan boats. 
<laughs> Am I gonna build a pivot table on the swan boat? That's exactly what you're gonna do. <laughs> Monica also suggested distracting him as a solution, and I'd consider paddling around in a giant plastic swan while doing your finances a pretty big distraction. We suit up in life jackets, and once we get out on the lake, it is calm. You can see the breeze ripple through the water. Okay, so I'm going to ruin this moment, and I'm going to pull out my laptop. I bring up the spreadsheet of Leonard's transactions, everything from Panda Express lunches to his utility bills. And he is ready to flex his auditor skills. So I, am, I go to insert, I just click pivot table, select all of my transactions. And then he isolates his Amazon purchases from last year. What does it say? <laughs> $200! Oh, God. Oh, man, I underestimated. That is, that is a lot. Sorry. He made 209 Amazon purchases last year, totaling to almost $4,000. That is a lot of money to Amazon. That is a lot. But before Leonard can feel too guilty about it, his fiance jumps to his defense. Some of them are really small purchases. Yeah. Like, for some reason, you're like, I can't buy a lip balm, like, at the grocery store. I'm going to buy it off Amazon. Yeah. I am sure Jeff Bezos loves Leonard. Really, I thought this would be as far as we got on the swan boat. But... Uh, so I created a new pivot table, and uh, this time... The, Leonard cannot uh, stop. He hunches over and makes a spreadsheet for how many times he bought coffee last year, and another for all the times he got takeout. It's 242. Oh, wow. <laughs> that means it's like almost every other day. That is kind of crazy to me. I guess, I don't know. I guess it means that I'm like buying lunch more than I realize. Sitting in this huge plastic swan, it felt like we'd made a breakthrough. Leonard was doing it. He was finally auditing himself. You did multiple pivot tables. <laughs> I did. I, I did do multiple pivot tables. But you know what that means, right? Because earlier when I asked you all those trivia questions and I asked you how many times you would do a pivot table before you get married next year, and you said... <laughs> and I said two. And, and you did them. Three. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Out here reaching our goals oh in 2020. How are you feeling now? I, I'm, I mean, right now I'm actually remarkably zen. I didn't get, I did not get the same nausea and anxiety that I normally do doing this. I think, I think the, um, uh, <laughs> making it an answer to a trivia question was a good way to distract me because I wasn't just like looking at it to like, uh, what did I spend this month? Needed and like, to know I the needed answer. to win. I needed to win trivia. And also, and obviously, being next to my fiance on a swan boat was also a good way to feel chill. So, as absurd as it was being on a swan boat doing spreadsheets, it seems like it kind of worked. But the thing is, all of that was months ago, back when we could still carelessly roam outdoors and meet up with friends on swan boats. So we wanted to know, was Leonard still nausea-free? Had his behavior actually changed? So we called him up to find out. Well, first of all, how are you doing? I mean, good, all things considered. I've been um, one of those people who's gotten into baking. 
He's been working from home, auditing how the city of San Jose is spending its money and how it could do better. Yeah, I really enjoy telling people what to do rather than doing it myself. We asked if anything we subjected him to actually helped. The thing actually that I that I carry with me the most was probably the the first at Grand Central Station. One of the people I talked to said, like, there's nothing you can change about the past. Do you feel like you've you're checking your mint account? You're checking your finances more since we've talked? I am checking my finances more. I, I mean, I probably should be doing it even more than I'm doing it, but I am checking it more. Yeah. It'd be nice to end this episode and say that Leonard is a changed person. And the first thing he does every morning is check his finances like it's no big deal. But we know, I mean, I know firsthand, that dealing with difficult emotions like anxiety isn't just a quick fix. It's kind of all about the little steps you take. But hey, even those little steps can be really hard. And I think that's what jumped out to me about Leonard the most. He was willing to try. Like, he admitted to himself he wanted to change and then was down to do whatever we threw at him. So basically what we're saying is everyone should get on swan boats with someone they love and try that thing that feels really hard. All right, that is all for this week's show. If you want even more Leonard, we've got a video of him making spreadsheets in that swan boat. It's a lot of fun. You can find that at thisisuncomfortable.org. Also, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter yet, you should. It's got some behind-the-scenes info and recommendations from our team on things to watch and read and listen to. You can sign up for it at marketplace.org comfort. This is Uncomfortable is me, Rima Hres, Megan Dietrich, Haley Hirschman, Peter Balanon-Rosen, Daisy Palacios, and Eliza Mills. Our intern is Daniel Martinez. Tony Wagner is our digital producer. Engineering support this week from Ben Tolliday, Drew Jostad, and Sarah Bruguer. Sitar Navas is the executive director of On Demand, and Deb Clark is the senior vice president and general manager of Marketplace. And our theme music is by Wonderly. All right, I'll catch y'all soon. I think this has been really great. How are you feeling after this interview? I I, I, I don't know. I kind of want to like just go home and sit in my blanket. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in. Our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy.